0: And give him glory. Thank him for the grace to wait on him. Thank him for the strength to fast. Thank him, Maragaba Shadagada. Ekabara Shadababa. Oh, Kokroko. Yeah, Oh, go, go, go. Can you lift your two legs up as we worship it. Yeah. I will go. I Yeah, the only way we give you praise we give you glory we thank you for what you're about to teach us shortly in your word we pray that our eyes will be open to know the secrets and the principles in working with you and growing in the fire of Christ I pray that you touch my lips you touch my flesh you touch my spirit that I will speak your oracles in simplicity As we prepare for flaming altars from tomorrow, I pray that the atmosphere will be prepared to receive what you are about to deposit. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a good clap. And please take your seat. I teach shortly on igniting a revival. Igniting a revival. And from Sunday, I've been trying to create a teaser to the conference this conference is all about revival it's all about renewal it's all about spiritual empowerment it's all about getting reconnected to God and restoring in intimacy and in closeness with God so today I want to touch on something very shortly what I've titled Igniting a Reviver now when we say a reviver a reviver is not only a return to God's word but a reviver is when a man fully connects with his God again so A revival is not only a return to God's word, but a return to the manifestation of intimacy between God, a man and his God. A return to the the experience of intimacy, the experience of knowledge of his presence. A reviver is also the manifestation of spiritual gifts. When there is reviver, there is a manifestation of spiritual gifts. The gifts that the Holy Ghost has put in people are brought into manifestation. So every child of God is entitled to a gift. And the gift can lie dormant as long as there is no stirring. And a revival brings a stirring. In a revival, giftings are brought to life. And the church has been endowed with so many gifts, so many divine abilities, but it will not manifest until there is a Staring, there is a renewer, there is a revival. Acts chapter 2 verse 1 to 3. Acts chapter 2 verse 1 to 3. The Bible said, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. Verse 3. And there appeared unto them. Clothing tongues like as of fire. And it sat on each of them. Give me the verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak so you see the the, the continuous use of of end 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 is telling us that a revival is number two a progressive experience a revival is a progressive so he says and 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 they were all filled with the holy ghost it began from some place so when the holy ghost came first it came and was sounding like a mighty rushing wind <laughs> when it entered the room it didn't enter as a wind it converted into cloven tongues of fire and settled on the people It's showing us that the holy ghost can manifest in so many ways in so many ways. Now when it, the clothing thorns of fire came upon each of them. They tell You see your brother with clothing tones of fire. It didn't end there. The Bible said. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. In a revival number three. There is an infilling of the Holy Spirit. There is an infilling of the Holy Spirit. And then they began to speak. So it is, it is, it is when we are drowned in the Spirit of God that we begin to manifest spiritual gifts. Speaking of tongues is a gift of the Spirit. So until the men were filled with the Holy Spirit, they never spoke in tongues. So in a revival giftings are brought alive again and I'm trusting God that between tomorrow and Sunday evening every spiritual gift the Holy Ghost has deposited in us every spiritual gift God has endowed us with to come into manifestation it to come into activity in the name of Jesus ordinary people they were ordinary people ordinary bankers ordinary doctors ordinary fishermen ordinary carpenters all of a sudden when they were filled with the holy spirit the bible said that they began to speak with other tongues in a revival there is the manifestation of the gift of god some of us will begin to work in gifts of healing gifts of prophecy gifts of discernment you see one of the gifts that every believer must walk in is the gift of discernment the gift of discernment I don't know but I don't know but I think this is wrong it's a gift of discernment and that is the most critical gift every believer needs because it's going to influence your decisions and your choices. It's going to determine which direction you should take. So the Bible says in Isaiah that you will hear a voice behind you. This is the way. So you need the spirit of discernment because every one of us have come to a point of, of a dilemma. You have ever come there before where you are torn to choose between two things. And it happens every time. When you are torn between two ideas, two opinions, two directions, you will need the spirit of discernment. You don't need a prophet to give you a direction when the gift of discernment is sharp in your life. And one of the spirits I'm trusting God, one of the gifts I'm trusting God, that we will begin to walk in, after flaming altars is the gift of discernment lot did not have it lot did not have it when he saw the green nature of the field he said he wanted it because the other side was dry but with discernment abraham joyfully took that portion and at the end of the day the greenish area that lot took became sodom and Gomorrah. And was destroyed. I'm praying for you. That in flaming orders, If nothing happens to you at all. After your spirit has been revived. May you be activated. In the direction of the discernment of spirit. Somebody say I hear you. Reviver comes. From the word revive. Which has its root cause. From a French word. I'm not a French speaking person but it's like vivere v-i-v-e-r-e so reviver is from the word revive which has a root which has its root cause or it is rooted in a French word called vivere which means to live again to live again so what god is going to do when he visits us from tomorrow to sunday evening is that He's going to cause us to live again it's going to cause your spiritual life to live again it's going to cause our emotional lives to live again it's going to cause our prayerful life to live again. It's going to cause our prayer life to live again. It's going to cause our fasting life to live again. It's going to cause a lot of dead areas of our lives to live again. There's going to be a revival. God's power is going to be connected to our destiny and it's going to power up every area of our life. Anyone that steps here from tomorrow to Sunday evening, I'm trusting God that there will be a total revival there will be a total awakening to the things of god and the desires of the holy spirit will be manifested and accomplished in their lives in the name of jesus now we are saying igniting when we say ignite what does it mean is to burst into flames is to burst into flames i don't know about you but I am trusting God that after flaming altar 2021 which begins tomorrow there will be a bursting into flames of giftings, of desires. That You see God is going to give us a baptism of his fresh fire. A baptism that will catapult us to the next level of, his, of, of our walk with him. There is a level you walk with God when you begin to attribute fully or exhibit fully the attributes of God. You we have the attributes of God, but you cannot exhibit them until you walk at a certain level with God. Because the Bible said that we have been made in his own image after his own likeness. So we carry in DNA the attributes of God. But why are we not manifesting the attributes of God? Because it will require a certain level of closeness. A certain level of closeness. When Jesus was about to go, his earthly ministry was handed over to Peter. And Peter had been the closest to Jesus. Every level of your walk with God will determine the outcome of your destiny. And what a revival does is that it places Jesus at the center of our lives. It awakens our conscience into the fact that Jesus is the center, is the reason why we are on earth. It changes our paradigm. Because you see, you cannot be fruitful until you have been revived. You cannot. That is why, excuse me to say, there is a monthly visitor for every woman. Why do you think is that? It's to revive the system for the next potential pregnancy. It's to cleanse the system. So every time that happens, the system is Revive. So they said, if you don't see that visitor again, it means you have passed your fertility stage. It means no life can be bent, But as long as there can be a revival, it means that life can be renewed. I'm praying for you. I don't know how low your, 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 your spirit is. There is a scripture I wrote down. I want us to read it. Oh Lord, help me. Oh Lord, help me! Rabba ba 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 shadalaba, rega de geze ga de ge de, rabba ba 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 shadalaba. Give me some. Eighty, verse nineteen. Mara lega de gevadaba. He said, Turn us again, O Lord God of hosts, cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved." Ten us again, O God. It means that no matter the level you have been, God can turn you on again. God can revive you again. Remember the story of Hannah. It talks about revival. God had to revive her system in order to receive a child. Uh, remember the story of Sarah. Her body was dead at deadness the bible said the deadness of her body but the bible said by faith sarah received strength is that not revival i'm praying in the name of jesus that whatever strength you need to journey on in this year in your spiritual life in whatever area of your life at the end of flaming orders the lord would have given you that strength somebody say i receive it in the name of jesus God's word is the direct source of revival. God's word is the direct source of revival. God's word is the reason for revival. God's word is the sole instrument that sparks a revival. If you want to see revival in your life, you see, I don't know about you, but the average Christian looks very powerless. The average Christian looks very weak. The average Christian looks very confused on earth. The average Christian looks so powerless, but must not be powerless. If you have a generator and you have not sparked the generator... And you go and connect any socket to it. It will not give you any power. Meanwhile, that generator has the capacity to give you, let's say, 60 kVA of power. Every Christian has the capacity to generate power, to work in power. But as long as we remain passive, to the move of the Holy Spirit, we will live an ordinary life. An ordinary life is to grow up and go to school and get a job and marry and have children and build their house. It's an ordinary life. You don't need a special grace to go through that. You don't need some unique hand to go through that. It's an ordinary life. Born again, non-born again, is an ordinary life until there's an accident. But when we are ignited, that is when we then are engrafted into divine assignment, into divine purposes. And I told you on Sunday that every believer needs continuous revival. Continuous revival. So you plant, uh, 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 you, 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 you plant a plant or you plant a tree, You ne- it needs to be watered. Revival. So the sun will shine in the day and go off in the night, the next morning there must be a revived sunlight, the next morning it must come. Continuous. For the tree to grow healthy and bear fruit, there must be continuous revival of sunlight, of rain, of whatever until the tree begins to bear fruit. You cannot bear fruit as a believer if you disconnect yourself from your source of revival which is the word of God. Reviver means differently to the unbeliever and the believer. For the unbeliever, a reviver is going to bring them salvation. But for the believer, a reviver is going to bring a renewer of strength. So the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. So, when you wait on the Lord you are not going to be born again. Until you are born again, you cannot wait on the Lord. But when there is revival, there is salvation for the sinner. But there is spiritual empowerment, fortification, edification to the believer. And you will realize something, that after flaming others, there is going to be a renewal of your strength a renewal of your zeal a renewal of purpose an energy that cannot be quantified an energy that is not from food or energy drink or alcohol there will be a, 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 a renewed vigor strength sometimes you go through life and you don't know what, where, how you are even working you just wake up and you are like what is what, you are asking somebody what is next but you see after a spiritual renewal when Jesus died the disciples went hiding until the day of Pentecost, when they were renewed by the power of the Holy Ghost they didn't go and hide they knew purpose they moved straight into the field when there is a revival after this conference you are going to move straight into the field you are going to move with purpose. You will be Holy Ghost led. You will be Holy Ghost driven. There will be a lot of things that are going to change about you. When you say that I heard God's voice, it will be God's voice. When you say that God told me, it will not be like, uh, uh, no, you will know that God is leading you. The, the, the clarity of the voice of God is going to be so real, the clarity of the leaders of God, you will know which course to read and which course not to read. You will know which job you need to take and what you should not take. You will know which decision you should take. You will be stirred up into divine purpose. You will hunt for souls as a hunter, hunt for a game. Somebody give the Lord a clap offering. Someone. Reviver is to wake up the church, the sleeping church. Give me Ephesians chapter five, verse fourteen, if I'm right. Wherefore he said, "I wake thou that sleepest." In the church, some people are asleep. In the kingdom. Some people are asleep. And when men slept, the enemy did what? Came to sow tears. So sleeping, 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 scripturally, spiritually, is not good. Sleeping is different from resting. Adabagadabayas. Jesus, did you hear that? Sleeping is different from resting. Have you ever slept and woken up tired before? (laughs) No, no, talk to me. Have you ever slept and when you woke up, you were more tired than you slept? (laughs) And sometimes you can sit in a chair and sleep for five minutes, and you wake up, and it, it is as if you have slept for 10 hours and you are so strong. Have you ever come to church so broken, so down, so morose, headache, backache, body pain, body pains? And then, in the midst of the service, all of a sudden, it is as if. It is not you that came. You are so revived. You for there is no pain. There is that is what I'm talking about. The same way you can see it physically. That is what is taking place within your spirit. So Paul said that though the outward man perished, the inner man and. This conference, we are focusing on the inner man, the inner man. I pray that by the end of flaming notice, your inner man, your, your inner man will be renewed. Your inner man will be stronger in the name of Jesus Christ. He said, wherefore he said, I wake thou that sleeper and arise from the dead. Arise from the dead. So while some are sleeping, some are dead. So, revival is going to affect the believer and it's going to affect the unbeliever. When you read the stories about the revivals, the Wells revival that God used Jonathan Edwards, the Azusa Street revival, when you read all the revivals, you will see that God will always choose a man to use. But it's the man is not the source of revival, God is the source. Of revival. But the man. Becomes a vessel. And may you desire. May may we desire. That the Lord. Will choose us. As vessels to use. To bring revival. To our families. To our cities. To our communities. And to our nation. May the Lord find us. You see when God wanted to build an ark. He looked for a man. When God wanted to build a temple, he looked for a man. When God wanted to keep a garden, he looked for a man. When God wanted to take dominion over his creation, he looked for a man, created a man, and blessed the man. When God wants to do something, the works of God, I work through men. The works of God are work through men. The works of God are work through men. And I'm praying that in your family, I'm praying that in this church, I'm praying that in this community, the Lord will locate you, the Lord will select you, the Lord will choose you to bring a renewer, a reviver, a revolution now listen, God will choose some of you that some of you in your families all the men drink you will be the only ancestor generations in your family will have that this my uncle, he never touched alcohol, God is going to pick some of us and you see after this revival, God one sign of a revival is that God gives you an eye for the blind an eye for the blind the blind is the lost every blind man is lost until he has a guide are you with me the blind is the lost and at the end of every revival there is a strong desire for the lost in this year of fruitfulness we cannot jubilate at the end of the year if we have nothing to show that we have borne fruit for the kingdom of God yeah I'm preaching let me touch on something as I'm ending am I ending yeah how do I experience a personal desire there are going to be many messages from tomorrow there are going to be many ministrations there are going to be the word of God is going to come to us. How do you have a personal revival? Because you can come in the crowd and live the same. You can be amongst the number. Oh, when the saints go marching Oh, when the saints go marching Oh, Lord, I want to be in the number Oh, when the saints go, don't come here with that song. Go and oh Go and descend. Go marching. Go marching. Go and Go marching. And please, oh Lord, I want. To, I don't want to be in the number. I want to be part of the people who got transformed. I want to be part of the people who got transformed. I want to be part of the people. And the woman said, if I can touch the hem, You see two different pictures. There is one who was by the pool. And Jesus walks to him. He wants to help him. But the man's focus is not on Jesus. It's on man. In revival, Jesus is the center of revival. So if, you see, if you are looking at a man, so assuming tomorrow, Reverend car doesn't come and I hold the mic. Some of you will be like, Oh, pastor, pastor. The man was said, I don't have any. The helper is standing with him, but His focus, he needs a miracle, but his focus is wrong. Now, this is another woman who has been bleeding for 12 years, menstruating for 12 years. 12 years, nonstop. Standing far away, he sees Jesus. And the Bible said, she said in her heart, before tomorrow, say in your heart that you must leave this conference a transformer. She said, look, COVID, eh? COVID. COVID is demonic. It has transformed from medical to economic to spiritual to emotional. Many of you are afraid. You are just scared. Eh? It's scary, especially when they've opened school. And your children are going to school. It's like you are just waiting for it to close. Then go and pick your children. Scary. Everybody. Today you hear. Yesterday over four people died. You are like, huh? You can't lock yourself in the room to all throughout. can You have to go out. You have to go to work. And I'm telling you, it's having a strong spiritual drain. On the church and the believer. The average believer is more concerned about coronavirus now than the Bible. We are very conscious of coronavirus than the Holy Ghost. But I pray that from tomorrow to Sunday evening, we will be revived again. Will be revived again. As for the fruitfulness, we will bear fruit. We will bear fruit. We we will bear fruit. We we will bear fruit. We will bear fruit. We will bear fruit. We will bear fruit this year. We will bear fruits. We bear fruits. If you want to see revival, you must have a personal revival. You must have a great. Desire for revival. See, I'm going to start some prayer meetings in the church. We're eh? going to start some prayer meeting. That extra hour after church. You know, spiritual exercise. You are soaking too much grace message. So you have become lazy. I remember those days when we were at Calvary Temple. When we close from church, we were not in a hurry to go anywhere. Oh, we were, we were not in a hurry to go anywhere. We leave the church at 4. 4. Saturday mornings, Friday night, always all night. When we finish, we go and do dawn broadcast. Then we come back around 10. We go and do evangelism. And we came all here, all this area. We have come there. Yes, We have come here, all this area. I didn't know I would, come, I would become a pastor here. But we have won souls here many times. But today, we are all in a hurry to leave after church. Our focus has just drifted. But you see, I am praying, flaming others is different from grace and oil. Flaming others. It's bringing us back and closer to the Holy Spirit and to a God-consciousness life. A Spirit-led life. It is very energetic. It is full of vitality. Look, when the Spirit of God is moving through you, you will feel, you will know that you are strong. Yeah, It's a beautiful life. But the enemy knows that so he keeps quenching your glory. He, he keeps giving us desires that are wild. Desires that can quench the fire. Desires that can make us very cold. And make us very comfortable. And very convenient. 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 So everything around us is being made convenient. Now you are, we are able to do everything on phone. Conveniently, and it looks like you spend more now because it's easy. It's easy to pay. It's just a tap away. Bah, 2000 is gone. Bah, another two thousand is gone. You don't count it to see the book. You know when you count it and you see the book, you think twice. But this one, you type two zero 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 zero. Done. Go. Bah. Convenience. But you see a generation is rising in this conference. Yeah, A generation is rising. We must have a desire. If you don't have a desire, you will not be personally revived in this conference. You must have a desire. Why are you coming for flaming otters? And the desire will cause you to come not like a saint but you are coming as a receiver. I'm coming to receive. I'm coming to participate. I'm coming not to be a spectator, but I'm coming to participate. Coming to participate. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 1 to 2. Give me the message version. A prayer of the prophet. You see, look at the prayer. This is somebody's prayer. This is somebody's prayer, a prayer of the prophet Habakkuk with orchestra. You no, know, you hear people. I'm a major prophet. I'm a major. Why? Why? Because he thinks that major prophet means that you are a bigger prophet. It is illiteracy. Major prophet? No, major prophet. Minor, because read uh, theologians classify prophets into major prophet and minor prophet they will not find out what they said about them, all they had was major, so they're the major major one, major two, major three, major four so the, low, the the higher the number, the lower your power so they are fighting over it huh. but you see when the Bible says if, if you read and hear say minor prophet, the minor prophet is not that the power with which they operated was minor, no but according to the books that were gathered from them. So if you take the book of Habakkuk, you know it is a small chapter book. Nahum, just small. Obadiah. Obadiah is only one chapter. But you see, when you talk about Isaiah, you can go to chapter 66. If you talk about Elijah, you can, Elijah, Elijah, first kings and second kings. If you talk about someone, so those people were classified as major prophets, not necessarily because of their exploits, but because of what was written about them. So look at this one. They call him a minor prophet. Okay, you say you're a major prophet. Now look at the minor prophet's prayer. He said, a prayer of the prophet, come on, verse 1. A prayer of the prophet Habakkuk with orchestra. see? So when you want to enrich your prayer life, you have to learn to pray with music. Let me show you how to pray for one hour. Put six, let's say, put twelve songs. Twelve songs playing at the background and pray to the end of the songs. You pray for one hour. Every song is mostly five minutes. Most songs. So you line up 12 songs and be praying in your room. Just be praying. When there six songs gone, you have prayed for 30 minutes. So it's not a sin to pray. You see, the prophet was pr- praying with what? Orchestra. So Anna, as I'm preaching with organ, it's spiritual. But maybe you don't know. Pastor, if he doesn't play organ, he can't preach. When the prophet was praying, he prayed with an orchestra. One day we'll pray with an orchestra. The harp, the violin, verse two. Twenty-four trumpeters. God, I have I have heard what our ancestors say about you. Now, this is what should stir up something in you. I have heard what our ancestors say about you, and I have stopped in my tracks down on my knees. Do among us what you did amongst them. Work among us, as you worked among them, and as you bring judgment, and as you surely, as you surely must remember mercy, do what you did in their time. In also, our time. You unless we have a desire for revival, we can never. We can never experience revival. We can never. And when the revival is coming, certain structures must go off. Certain established structures must be shaken. When Elijah wanted to, the fire god to answer by fire, he had to destroy what the prophets of Baal had done, re-raise the altars, arrange it, and it was an organized system ready for the revival when revival is coming the old must give way to the new the old must give way to the new there must be some adjustment from tomorrow in the messages that will be preached the holy ghost will indicate to us the various adjustment we got to do to see revival and the mother and mary told jesus he said, he, he told the people around at the wedding of Canaan when the wine got finished. What did He tell them? He said, Whatever He tells you to do, whatever adjustment, whatever action, whatever rearrangement He tells you to do, do. Because for you to see a new wine, there must be adjustment. There must be rearrangement. And I'm praying for you that you will not only come in these days to just sing and be happy happy, and be an observant. There was yeah, the Holy Ghost skipped the, the way the choir sang. Eh? Ah! No, 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 no. It's beyond that. A revival is not an event, a revival is a life. That is implanted into you. If after flaming otters, you are still struggling with your word, you had no revival. You can be in the oil and the oil will not enter into you. Yes. You can swim in water and water never enters into you. How many of you know how to swim? Not the one that when they put in, result to help, 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 help. No. help, 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 help. No, I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about you can swim comfortably. Going. You know, one day I tried. I tried learning. I, the more I did this, the more I was going inside. So I said, hey, help me. I said, Abadi, I've been doing like this. <laughs> you <YouTube>. do. <laughs> I was trying, and I was doing it fast, but the more, the more I was going, I said, hey, help. So when I'm going to do baptism, I will locate the strongest stone in the water and stand. The rest can stand anywhere. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let Let me just end. When you begin to desire to see God, you will see him. He will help you to take decisions. He will help us overcome very significant challenges. The reason, you see, if, if you were an angel, you would have no struggle. If you were faultless, we would have no struggle. If we, we had no limitation, just imagine you didn't have a limitation as you are sitting here. Then you say, I want to be in Columbus, Ohio then you are in Columbus, Ohio. Can you imagine what, what will you do with that power? But you see, we have been clothed in 18 vessels. And God put treasure in that 18 vessel. And the more we get closer to God, the more explosive that treasure becomes. And that is what we call revival. After this conference, have a personal, a personal desire a pers- that your revival will not end with shouting in the church. But in your closet, you will start building a new life to the glory of God. <clears throat> Let me give you straight sentences on how to be kept on fire for Jesus so, how do I set myself on fire for Jesus? Number one, repent. Repent. The first command issued by the church is to repent. Because sin imprisons or poisons our relationship with Christ. 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 9. i you want to set yourself on fire for Jesus not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing. you see honestly if you are in the church and you are not talking to somebody you don't deserve anything called the fire of God when the fire comes on you to not refine you to judge you if you are fighting with your brother your sister oh oh yeah and those of you guys, when you go and propose to a lady and it bounces, you know, when you see her like this, then you pass here. When the fire comes, it will not refine you, it will judge you. Hmm. Utia, sorry, fear, why kaka? Then go to the world and do a it. caca. It's normal, but in church, then do. Leave that page, uh, member. Come and do a caca with me. Do not pay back evil with evil. Or cursing with cursing. Instead, pay back with a blessing. Because a blessing is what God promised to give you when, when he called. So, let us repent of our sins. Let us repent. He said, Second Peter 3.9 He said, the Lord is not slow to do what he has promised. Uh-huh. Ask something. Instead, he is patient with you because he does not want anyone to be destroyed but wants all to turn away from their sins. He is not talking to unbelievers. The Lord is not talking about unbelievers. He is talking to believers. So you can be a believer and be walking in sins that is making the deliverance of the Lord slow. For For you to be set on fire for God, you have to turn away from your sins. Number two, surrender to Christ. Don't just follow Christ, but surrender. Surrender. When they are chasing you with guns, when a military man is chasing you with guns, and you lift your hand pen, no fire. Surrender. If you want to be set on fire for Jesus, surrender your life to him. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. You have to choose between Christ and your family. You have to choose between Christ and your job. You have to choose between Christ and your friends. You have to choose between Christ and your hobbies. And your hobbies. As for me, I like uh, uh, Friday night, I like going to sit at the beach at 12 a.m. And listen to... Jazz. Yeah. As for me, one of my hobbies is I like I like smoking. One of my hobbies is I like changing girls. You need to choose between Christ and your hobby. You need to choose between Christ and your family. If you love your family more than Christ, you have turned your family into a God. So the Bible said that so that it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. This life that I live now, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave his life for me. So number one, you repent. Number two is, so after repentance, you have to surrender. If you don't surrender, you will go back. Because immediately you surrender to someone, you become his captive. He captures you. He takes hold of you. He takes control of you. So if we surrender to Christ, now we have submitted our lives under him. Number three, if I want to be on fire for Christ, break, break the cycle of sin. Break it. Do not rely... On your own power. Do not rely. Rather. Rearrange your lifestyle. And last week. Dr. Taber was preaching on choices. And habits. If you have not listened to it. Please go and listen to it. It will help you for the year. Choices. That's last Thursday's teaching. Choices and habits. Change your lifestyle. Your habits. Your routine activity. And let it tailor towards being on fire for Christ. Don't take the church out of your routine. Don't take the word fellowship out of your routine. Don't take prayer out of your routine. We do all adjustments and we push all these things out because they are not relevant. But change your lifestyle. When you change your lifestyle, you will see that things Change your lifestyle. When you wake up from zero hours to 24 hours, what has gone into your day, it will determine the direction you are going. Change your lifestyle. Change your routine. You want to be on fire, you close from work, and you stop at a beer bar, and you are sitting there chatting, and eating tomato and beer, and beer. Every time, that's what you do. You want to be on fire like that? It's not possible. It's just not possible. You can't be on fire with domedo and beer in your mouth. How can you? You'll be on strange fire. Strange one. They declare fasting. We we'll do two days away, giant. you have made up your mouth fast, but you, you can't fast. We dear, they made us when God was making us known. He gave us a, a stomach that can fast. And no, 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 no. Change your routine change your routine and break it. Matthew 5.30 quickly. What a teaching. If your sight, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. Hey, (laughs) Don't just cut it off. God knows you go and take it. (laughs) He said cut it off (laughs) and throw It's a process. You can't throw it away without cutting it. So, cut it off and throw it away. Throw it away. It is much better for you to lose one of your limbs than to have your whole body go off to hell. Give me another version. NLT of this, quickly. Quickly. They didn't come early. And if your hand even, your stronger hand causes you to sin, Cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. So those of you who see oppression, surgery, as sin as not the will of God, yet they say cut it and throw it away. Some believers, I don't know what is wrong with them. I don't know what is wrong with them. They have told you that your leg is getting rotten. If they don't cut it, there will be a general infection. You say you want to die with your two legs. There is cancer in the left breast. They say they want to cut and save this one. Then you look at your pastor's face. My And now we true story. They say cut it off and throw it away. Cut it off. My mom has some issue, big they say, hey. I say, hey, come, 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 go, let them cut, remove everything, and leave. Oh, we are trusting God. Oh, trust God. When there's wisdom God has given, he say, cut it off. It doesn't reduce you. Cut it off. Cut it off. You have medicine, you take. One tablet gives you strength in the day. Take it and leave. You won't take. You won't take. I won't take medicine. You won't take. You won't take. You won't take. You won't take because you are not in the days you are not there in the days of Smith Wigglesworth to be in his bedroom to see him take medicine I'm not talking about that I'll have time for that the last one the last but one go go back to the basis 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 if you are not praying and reading your Bible you will surely backslide if you are not praying and reading your Bible, you will surely backslide. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 to 17. The word gives us the gospel. And when you have the gospel, you are full of joy. He said, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true. So you want to know what is true? Go to the Bible. And to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. So there are things that are wrong in our lives. Your mother can't tell you. Your father can't tell you. Not nothing, not BBC or politics. If the Bible makes us know what is wrong in our lives, it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Verse 17 God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work so go back to the basis please go back to the basis if you want a personal revival you see all these things I've shared to you from tomorrow to Sunday evening you will see that they will be popping up in the teaching go back to the basis go back to the basis go back to Bible reading go back to prayer go back to Bible reading go back to prayer we have become too concerned about life go back to the word go back Go back. The next one involve God in your decisions. Involve God in your decisions. Some of us, every there are some. I've I've watched people. eh? I've watched people take certain decisions that took them away from God. Sometimes it's just a matter of time. Involve God. Look, you can get an opportunity to travel. It doesn't mean that God wants you to travel. Yes. You can get get a job that will pay you $5,000 and influence you to live where you are. You need to involve God in that decision. I've seen people change jobs. They enter three months. Even three months is too much. They say, Pastor, I've regretted changing my job. Involve God. Involve God. In your decision. Who are you going to marry? With? Involve God. Involve God. Find out the mind of God. In every decision. If you want to stay on fire for God. Because there are some jobs you enter. Your fire goes over him. If God did not take David into poor, um, Saul's palace. Saul's javelin would have killed him. But because God took David there. And the oil was on David. No amount of javelin thrown by Ken Saul could kill David. Involve God in your decisions. I thought you would say a big amen. Involve God, involve God in your decisions. Let's involve God in our decisions. You know, when when the Bible talks about fruitfulness, it talks about the good ground. There are different kinds of grounds. When the sower went to sow. So in life, in 2021, there are different grounds we are going to sow. You need to involve God to locate the good ground. I want you to rise up on your feet. And we want to pray that from tomorrow to Sunday evening, there will be a heavenly deposit. A heavenly deposit. A heavenly deposit into us that will take us to our next level in our walk with God. That we will be fruitful in every area of our lives. That we will have the burden to reach out to the lost, to reach out. Into divine assignment and divine purpose that the Holy Spirit will become our paragletos. He will be with us, he will talk to us, we will listen to him and we will hear him. We will not take our own decisions in 2021. Lift your two hands and pray for seven minutes. Just talk to God. If you can speak in tongues, speak the language of the of, of the Holy Spirit. Commune with the Holy Ghost. As we wait on the Lord, as we enter into day 17, oh Lord, and day one of flaming others, we are praying, Lord, that we will mount up with wings like eagle. We shall renew our strength, we shall walk and not be weary. We shall run and not faint. We shall manifest the gift of the Holy Ghost. The gift of the Holy Ghost. Somebody pray the language of the Holy Ghost. Four minutes pray. Kandala Marina Namaha Zene me andos Namaha Endala bayanda losa Bondala Baba Nio ni osabayas Yene Namaha dababa Iya begadaba Adada dababa We will we will involve God we will involve God Rebellion do saba. Maraga Shada la ba la ba la ba ba, ya Two minutes more, pray. la ba ba la ba ba la ba 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 ba. We will involve God. The Lord will set us on fire to reach out to the Lord. Shada la ba ga ya ena ba, ikopa ta la la you will not die before your time when you involve God in your decisions when we go back to the basis, when we surrender our will to Jesus we cannot miss our fire we cannot lose our fire thank you Jesus and that's your